0: This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams.
1: Cazanovia College is a small co-educational college located in upstate New York, offering a liberal arts and professional studies education with over 35 academic programs. Our 240-acre equine education center is home to the nationally ranked intercollegiate equestrian team and the IACBE accredited equine business management program. Our equestrian team is one of the best in the region with a long history of success at intercollegiate and rated competitions in hunter seat, western horsemanship, reining, and dressage. The team competes in IHSA and IDA sanctioned events. Our world-class equine facility houses over 70 horses, a large heated indoor arena, multiple grass and sand outdoor riding arenas, and turnout paddocks. For more information, visit www.Casanovia.edu slash equine
0: Welcome back to all of our listeners to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten and I've been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and organizations and affiliated organizations. And today I am talking to Tammy Kronowski, who is the IHSA, if you remember from past podcasts, that's the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association. She's the National Alumni Director of the IHSA Alumni Association, and it's going to be going through some changes. So I thought it'd be great to get Tammy on here and um, find out exactly uh, what is going on with the Alumni Association. So uh, Tammy has her uh, B.S. in Business Management from Westfield State University and her MBA from University of Hartford, and she currently works um, as the lead underwriter for the Hartford insurance group, group life and disability insurance, and that sort of thing. And uh, so she does the gig as the national director on the side, and she is an accomplished horsewoman with over 30 years of competitive riding experience. So welcome, Tammy, to the podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So let's start out. Why don't you talk about kind of a, a little bit, as much as you know, a little bit of the history of the IHSA Alumni Association. I think that it is, it is unusual, um, especially compared to other collegiate, um, you know, not just riding organizations, but any type of collegiate athletic organization where the alumni don't get to to come back and ride in their own classes or, or compete in their own classes. So, so just talk about, where where it's at right now
2: sure so the um, ihsa alumni association was actually founded in 1977 so we just had our 45th anniversary this past year which is very exciting um, it's something it was another brainchild of bob Cashione, you know who the founder of the intercollegiate horse show association and, you're completely correct. It's very unique in that it allows the alumni of the association to come back and compete. And that's something that's very special to us and that no other organizations offer, even within equine or outside of. It's not something that's standardly offered. So it's very unique to us and that we allow that opportunity for alumni to come back and compete. And they can compete, at least for this season, they're able to compete with the same schools that they may have competed as an undergrad or with other schools in their area, but they're at least doing it within that school format. So it's something that really, I think, has provided a tremendous opportunity to the alumni and keeps them engaged, keeps them coming back. And I think that it's something that the organization really had great foresight on that to say like hey this would be a really good opportunity to keep those alumni coming back and part of the organization.
0: And so explain that a little bit. So um I, I know about it. I was on the IHSA board for for 30 years, but um explain a little bit what what you just said about so th- they um so let's say that the, I know, let's say the New Jersey region, they, they have a large alumni group. So if somebody went to Cal Poly Pomona in California, but they're working in New Jersey, how does that work? They, they don't have to fly to California just explain the whole kind of format. Sure.
2: So for alumni, it's really nice in that you do not have to compete in the zone or region where you were an undergrad. So in your example, the rider from that went to California, they're living in New Jersey, so they can still represent their alma mater, but they can compete in New Jersey. So it's very um, conducive to alumni moving across the country or returning home, possibly allowing them the ability to be able to compete they represent their undergraduate school but they're able to compete in an area that's closest to them so that they can ride in new jersey or if they so chose they could ride in pennsylvania or down in florida if they moved because of a job uh, we offer that flexibility where if something happened in their life that they had to change locations they can change regions and is something that's very flexible
0: and they um They compete at regularly sanctioned IHSA competitions.
2: Yes. So they have the ability to compete at regular ihsa shows during the season and then they can accrue points so they start all alumni start the season at zero points you earn up to 28 so for hunt seat that could be either in your flat classes or your fences classes for western that's going to be horsemanship or we've now added ranch riding so they earn 28 points to qualify for regionals once they've qualified for regionals then the top Two from regionals will advance to the next level of competition. So for Hunt Seat, that would be to zones, and for Western that would be to semifinals. And then from that point, they have the ability to be able to qualify for nationals. So from zones, you take the top two from each of the eight zones that qualify for nationals. And then for Western, it's the top four from each of the semifinals that would advance to nationals.
0: And Um, But, but it's not offered everywhere so explain that explain why I know in our region um, and i'll explain why after you explain, um, but uh, we did not offer alumni so so explain how that works.
2: So you're correct. It's not a requirement of the regions to offer alumni classes. It's highly encouraged across the association to do so, but we recognize that there's limitations, especially with um, horse availability. In recent years, post pandemic, we've had a, a bit of a struggle with accruing the amount of horses needed to support horse shows. So it's not a requirement, but it's something that we encourage. And so when an alumni comes to me and says, hey, Tammy, I'm located in, um, as an example, I'll use the West Coast Zone 8, they don't have an active alumni at the time or at the moment. So if somebody that's out say in Arizona reaches out to me and says, hey, I'm really interested in competing in alumni, how can I join, what can I do? I will ask them to reach out to the regional president or the zone president to express their interest and see if there's others that have interest and they can start things up. Otherwise, I'll recommend them to the next closest active area that they could then go and compete in.
0: And um, how many alumni riders are there in the country?
2: So as of right now, we just started our season and we're up to 112 alumni riders at this point. Um, We've had over the past i'd say five years at our highest there was about 250 between both disciplines um of course the pandemic impacted everybody so impacted us just like the undergraduate and we had some reduced numbers last year we were up to 150 between both disciplines but i'm actually really excited to see that we're already at 112 and a lot of areas haven't even started their first set of shows yet so i mean even in zone one we haven't started showing it we're still pulling in members so I'm very excited to see that the numbers are as high as they are to start with this year
0: right and and in our region we decided we voted as a region to not hold alumni because our um, show entries had to be limited and so we didn't want to take away any rides from the undergraduates because you know for for most of us that's uh, obviously, for all of us, that's our real purpose for having a team. So there are some changes going on um, in the alumni association and its affiliation with IHSA. Can you talk for a minute about, um, you know, a little bit about why these changes came about and and what is actually happening?
2: Sure. So I'll, I'll start off with saying this is definitely not a, a challenge or something that's been faced by just me as the alumni director, this has been something that's faced. Probably the past three or four over the couple past couple decades of alumni directors, where there's been a bit more focus on it, Bringing it back to the undergraduate writers and bringing it back to the mission statement of what. IHSA is. Mm -hmm. So this past season, um, when we had our board of directors meeting, it was discussed to see, you know, what would be the best path forward for both IHSA and the alumni and how we could really meet the needs of both. It was decided at that time that this year, the 22-23 season would be the last regular season in the current format that it has been in where we're competing alongside of the other schools and advancing through the ranks for postseason. It was also agreed upon and decided by the board of directors that there would be um, the only postseason available for alumni would be for zones and semifinals, that the alumni would not have the opportunity to compete at nationals with all of the undergraduate members. Um, that was a very difficult message to broach. To the alumni, right. um, I understand, and I, I I'm a bit torn because I understand from the association perspective what they're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, we only have so much time for those competitions at the national level, and we have right. to be mindful of that and horse usage and everything like that. But I also understand as a competitive alumni myself that what it means to be at nationals. So that was a challenging message to broach to them, but. We have come up with a solution, which I'm very excited about. about. Um, We have partnered with All Alumni Events. So they're an organization that puts on the Alumni Tournament of Champions, which has been held now at the USET headquarters in Gladstone, New Jersey, the past couple of years. You were the judge this past (laughs) June that we were there. Um, So it was a great opportunity for us to partner. And it seemed like a really good Uh fit to be able to offer the national Classes for alumni. So, in essence, we're calling it um, Alumni Nationals at ATOC. And we're going to have those national level classes held in conjunction with the Alumni Tournament of Champions in New Jersey. So, we're giving the riders that opportunity to be able to get to that level and have that finale, if you will, for their season.
0: So, are the, um, the IHSA alumni classes going to be separate from the Tournament of Champion classes?
2: Yes, it's going to be a completely separate set of classes. We're actually looking at potentially holding them after the Western. So as it stands right now, Western Alumni Tournament of Champion classes are held Saturday morning and then we have the exhibitor party Saturday evening and then all the hunt seat classes are on Sunday. So we're looking to hold the four national level classes after the Western competition. So it'll be the same look and feel as what it would be from The um, years past where we've competed at nationals, where you have your flat and fences, and then we have horsemanship and ranch riding. So they'll be completely separate from the other classes.
0: Um, The IHSA alumni classes that will be held on Saturday, how many riders will each of those classes have?
2: So it's going to be the same split that we've had traditionally in the past for qualifying for nationals. So we could have upwards of 18, yes, uh, 16. So 16 riders for hunt seat, so two from each of the zones, and for Western, depending on how many semifinals we send alumni to, it could be anywhere from 8 to 12 riders.
0: Okay, so so they'll possibly, with 16, 16 riders, they'll probably do heats, right? Like split split them, or are they going to try to find 16 horses for the class?
2: For the flat, I would imagine that they would do heats, because it would be a challenge for us to have right. 16 equal horses to provide for the riders. For the fences, it'll, it'll just be right. one as one class.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, that'll that take care of 22-23. And then what's going to happen starting fall of
1: 23?
2: Well, looking into next season, we're still in the building process and trying to put together a formal format of what we'd like to have as a go forward for us. Um, we definitely want to keep it in a catch riding format. We think that that is one of the best. And I personally can say that I have learned the most and grown the most as a rider utilizing that catch ride format. So we're going to do that. What our biggest um, challenge is going to be is going to be trying to secure the facilities that will allow the alumni to compete there. So we're thinking that, you know, seeing as we're not going to have to be bound to the scholastic schedule that say right. follows. We might actually be able to get some stuff fit in, like during the summer when things are a little bit warmer and people are more apt to do competitions. Or we could even do like a Friday afternoon if you could get enough alumni together, you know, do a Friday night show of just a couple classes and they fit in a show if there's enough to put together in that area. So we're really looking at a lot of possibilities and potential to make this really spectacular, but we're trying to make it also very conducive to. The alumni lifestyle because majority right. of us are working full time. A lot of us are parents, so we're trying to navigate that as well. So we're trying <laughs> right. to make it—it's—it's you know, it's a fun, fun road to to go down. But we're trying to make it a little bit easier for everybody, and you know, still keeping within that regional area right because you want to be able to collect points we're going to have that same process where you would collect enough points to be able to advance we haven't nailed down whether or not you'd have the different steps of say a regionals to a zone semis to a nationals it may just be something that you've earned enough points and then you move on to um to a nationals type format i see so we're still working out a lot of the information and a lot of the specifics around it Um, But we definitely have, I'm very excited about the group of individuals that have stepped forward to help out. It really shows the passion that they have for the alumni and how much they want to keep this going. And they really just value the benefit of it because not only do you get the benefit of riding and getting out there and for, again, a lot of them that can't afford a horse of their own, or again, who may be a parent and doesn't have the opportunity to be able to go to a barn every single day to ride, it gives them that outlet to be able to enjoy something that's theirs. And I think that that's really tremendous and something that we are going to keep in focus going forward.
0: Right. Yeah. Talking about um, having kids. It was fun when I judged the alumni tournament of champions to see uh, people walking around with baby strollers and, you know, a little different (laughs) than regular. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And I think too, that it's fun for those that have children that are a little bit older to actually see their parents competing.
2: Oh, definitely. It's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to share that with your child and to be able to get them, you know, interested in something like that and see like, Hey, look, this is what mom or dad did back in the day and look at how great we can do this. And Oh, are you interested? And opens right. up a whole nother level for them.
0: Right? Yeah. So as you were talking about twenty. Um, 20- 23 24 and onward it it almost sounds like it would be uh where this group of alumni wherever they're riding so instead of having it be at Mount Holyoke or or you know a school it mm-hmm. could almost move into a barn thing right yes
2: oh absolutely mm-hmm.
0: yeah host hosted and that's great that you have an enthusiastic group, because that's really what's going to hold it together, right?
2: Most definitely.
0: Yeah. So um, what uh, talk a little bit about you now. Talk, talk about how uh, where you grew up and how you started riding and then um, leading up through high school and then your collegiate search.
2: Sure. Um, I am born and raised in Connecticut, so I've been here my entire life. I, I didn't move very far to go to college. <laughs> okay. Um, but my but my riding, I would say that started with my mom. My mom grew up riding, doing a lot of open shows, 4-H, and such, and so she kind of passed along that riding bug to both myself and my sister. And she worked with us um, and, and getting us to where we are. I will say, we didn't grow up in a barn format. Um, I wasn't ever part of an official like lesson program or anything like that. My mom taught my sister and I to ride. And then what she wasn't able to teach us, we learned from watching at horse shows and asking questions. And I would just, I would go up to riders that I found to be really good and wanted to be like a mentor of sorts to me. And I I would ask them, how did you do this? How did you do that? Wow. dug Dug into books and really kind of like self-educated myself on like how to get better and more proficient. Um, My background is Western. So I I grew up riding Western um, and that's what I started with. When I moved on, like going up through high school and everything I did, I competed on a lot of open circuits around here. I never got into any of the quarter horse or the more high level competitions. It was just, wasn't something that was feasible for my family at the time. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot of the open shows Um, but we had a horse show every weekend that we were going to, and I found a lot of success through that and made a lot of tremendous relationships. Um, one of the the people that I'm closest with now, Kelly Wayne Scott from Mount Holyoke college. She's the coach for the Western team. Her and Mm -hmm. I competed with each other for years (laughs) as kids. So yeah, it's really great how it comes full circle to that, um, outside of high school, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really, I wasn't aware of IHSA um, when I was doing my college search. It was kind mm. of something that I fell upon when mm-hmm. I was at orientation at Westfield State. Um, we were going through a lot of the, they were talking about the clubs that they had, and they mentioned that they had a riding club. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. I would love to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Western hadn't made its Presence in the Northeast uh, when I was in college, so between yeah. 2000 and 2004. So I had to ride hunt seat, um, which was really awesome for me to be able to learn a new seat. You know, I have the basics, I could sit on a horse, ride a saddle, navigate the reins, and right. all that fun stuff. Right. Um, But we ended up training with Trudy Wassell from End of Hunt in Suffield, Connecticut, and worked with her for four years and took, that was the first time I'd ever taken any sort of formal lesson.
0: Wow.
2: (laughs) When I started doing training and trying to better myself as a hunt seat rider. And Trudy did a great job. I definitely learned a tremendous amount from her. And she provided me with the opportunity to ride some really special horses that she had um, that I wouldn't have been able to ride otherwise, um, and it was really great. I mean, Westfield was a very small team. I, I mean, we had maybe eight or ten people that we were kind of like a ragtag sort of situation where right. we show up to the shows. Um, we kind we had a coach. Her son Paul was our coach at the shows, and he would help us out. But for the most part, you know, we paid for stuff all on our own. The school helped with some lessons, but mm-hmm. outside of that, it was just the passion of riding. <sighs> Right. um and then when i graduated again i didn't know anything about the alumni association it wasn't something that was brought to my attention or was shared with any of us when we were graduating and moving on so mm-hmm. i took a bit of a hiatus um i went and i got my master's degree while i was still working at the hartford i've been with hartford for 22 years i started working with them when i graduated high school
0: wow and
2: um i just kept that up. And between that space, I got married, I had my first child. And then Kelly had reached out to me when she had become the coach of Mount Holyoke. And she's like, hey, you know, alumni can ride. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. What you're- <laughs> you mean alumni can ride? She's like, yeah. She goes, you need to join. I want you to join alum- they- alumni can ride. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's an awesome thing. Yeah. Um, so she pulled me back in.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great.
2: He pulled me back in, which was tremendous because it really, it was a part that I missed because as in life, you know, I, well, I did have a horse of my own and I was fortunate enough to do that. I didn't have the opportunity to show him as much as I wanted because, you know, life got in the way. Um So being able to show IHSA, it was great because I'd show up and I'd ride somebody else's horse and right. have a great time. And it I'd move on and go back home and take care of my kids and house and work and everything. and would be great. Right. Um, and I was very, again, fortunate enough to have some good success early on and went to a few different semifinals. Um, I've been to nationals twice.
0: Oh, nice. And, a- and that, as alumni, as an alumni yeah. rider? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was really great. Um, and it was, it was nice that I was able to, back to my roots of being a western rider um i definitely enjoyed riding Huntsey, but i definitely missed that opportunity to show western so being able Mm -hmm. to show western alumni has been pretty fantastic and i've really enjoyed just the opportunity i mean ihsa as a whole i don't i think a lot of people may take for granted that that opportunity of being able to ride different horses and that responsibility that's put upon you because your someone else is entrusting you with their horse, with their livelihood, um, and that that's pretty special that they we have that opportunity.
0: Right. Yeah. That that is awesome. So so uh, with kids and job and and uh, what do you like to do besides all that.
2: So outside of IHSA, I really love, I love hanging out with my kids. Um, we go up to Maine. My in-laws have a little place up there that we like to go up into the northwoods of Maine and we'll go snowmobiling, we'll go fishing, um, we'll do a little bit of hunting and just get out there and, and have some fun, which I know most people look at me and be like, what? You do all that? Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't look like the typical person that would be into snowmobiling and fishing right. and all that fun right. stuff, but mama boys, you have to adapt.
0: <laughs> okay, got it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so outside of that, I, I do a lot um, with my kids, I help coach their baseball teams in the spring. Um, and then I just bring them pretty much everywhere for all of their other fall sports and they into the dirt bikes and four wheeling. So right. very typical boy, mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, got it. Well, thank you, Tammy, so much for Uh, being on the podcast and telling us about the IHSA Alumni Association and a little bit about you.
2: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. I'm very thankful for what IHSA has um, given to me and that they've trusted me with the Alumni Association, and I'm very excited about the future of alumni. I think we have some really amazing things coming forward for us.
1: There is one university that stands out in equine education. From its 200-acre campus in the heart of horse country, Midway University provides hands-on training to undergraduate students and offers programs in equine management, rehabilitation, and pre-veterinary science. For athletes, Midway provides scholarship opportunities on its hunt seat and Western equestrian teams. Now, for the first time, Midway is offering an online equine business and sales degree and an advanced equine MBA degree for students anywhere. Find out more at midway.edu.
0: Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher.